Good Wednesday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and this is Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. We are live in downtown Charlottesville. We're about one mile from the University of Virginia and landmarks like the Rotunda, Scott Stadium, and the John Paul Jones Arena. We are, I would say, 100 feet from the Charlottesville Police Department. I'd say maybe 100 yards from the courthouses and undoubtedly in the heartbeat of this community. Judah Wickhauer had an intro song there, which I liked. Uh, you can hear it after the program. Judah, job well done on the new intro song. Um, in fact, why don't we go to a studio camera, then the three shot. You know what I was thinking for the intro song? And let us know when the two and three shots are on. Let's go boy. straight to the three shot, Judah, because you're part of this here. Um, I, I like the intro song you picked. It's a new one. The reason we had a pivot from the old one is because someone claimed uh, licensing rights on the old one. So we had to go to a different one. We used a new one that was pretty good. I kind of feel like a Captain America, patriotic, United States, proud to be an American intro song would fit for Keith Smith. I, 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 I would love this. I'm at a disadvantage. I have the people that are watching and listening heard it. You heard it. Judah heard it. I have no idea what, what it is. It was upbeat and peppy. Good. Upbeat and peppy. We like upbeat and peppy. We're upbeat and peppy. We're, up, we're, we're depend, Depending on how far I get into my coffee. My is that co- your first? Uh, your second? Uh, Maybe third. Okay, been up you're since a little early this morning. Okay. Working on these great numbers for Friday's show. How do you feel about Judah and Keith uh, Proud to be an American patriotic intro song? You could find one of those, J Dubs. Not to do it now on the fly. It, it would be pretty hard to, to make that uh, uh, violate some sort of uh, uh, whatever that, that Facebook got annoyed at us. For. Well, he goes to, Judah, you can give us some insight. There's uh, libraries that offer royalty free music, right? Yeah, well, we were originally using royalty-free music from uh, from Apple, but apparently Apple there are some Facebook issues with their with Apple their, and Facebook had a little beef. Their library, I don't. I, I honestly don't know, but uh, but yeah, it was their music was getting flagged, so we took it off. And this uh, is exciting stuff, guys. Wow. Very exciting. <laughs> this, this is, is the uh, this stuff. is what we go through as content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, get, I, I, I get it. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's better than silence, or better than uh, uh, Batman and Robin talking over the the intro. So. I do like Batman and Robin. Talking. I do like Batman and Robin talking talking over it. So Keith Smith has one more show this week on Friday. Then Keith is going to. The islands. We are going away. We are to Saint Martin, right? We are. Mm-hmm. We're doing a Very early nice. uh, Christmas gift, birthday, uh, and whatever other holidays you want to throw in for 2024. Christmas, New Year's, New Year's, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Hanukkah, Easter, whatever holiday you want to throw in, because uh, we're taking uh, both daughters, husbands, and all three grandkids. Uh, this is our kind of big big soiree for everybody for 2024 because uh, once January 1 comes around it's going to be uh, uh, nose to the grindstone to, to, to work and get things knocked out. So what, you're, what you got over there buddy? Uh, this is a little uh, hand sanitizer. Oh, cool. It was a gift from the uh, Albemarle County Police Foundation. Oh look at that. We're big supporters of Albemarle County Police. They enjoy the network um, the police department and the foundation and the content we create. Gave us a little gift It's a little bag. person. It's, it's a police officer. Oh, look at that. Cool. They gave us a gift bag with some hand sanitizer. Would you, do you need some hand sanitizer there? Casey? I need some. I don't need hand sanitizer. 
I'm okay. What was the best part of Thanksgiving? What was the and who did you have in the house? And so also, we had what was it, the most awkward part of Thanksgiving? Oh, um, so we. I gotta open the. That's I opened it. Yeah, I'm, I was, I'm say, not dude, drinking it. I'm, if I'm you really opening. need something, it's a bar right over I, there. I'm, buddy. I'm opening it, and I used the uh, <laughs> used the sharp tooth to open it. Oh, uh, okay, alrighty. I, I, you, you gave me a double take. You're like, what the hell is this guy doing here? Yeah, I mean, am I that bad that you got to take a shot of no, alcohol no. to work with? I genuinely missed you, my friend. I, I did. I missed you, and I'm gonna we're gonna miss you for uh, about 12 days, but. But we are. Uh, I'm excited that we're going to be able to spend time with the family and and do all this stuff. We'll, we'll and he's got some very capable and talented fill-in hosts while he's gone. We do, we do. But we're going to leave that alone till Friday. Till the Friday because we, we're still fine-tuning okay. the the things. But we we've got folks to fill in for me, and I'm always nervous when that happens. Not because the people that I ask to fill in there. Oh, I know why you're nervous. Why, why am I nervous? Because but, you're you're so competitive, and you you hope that they don't outshine. I think Yona calls it narcissistic. <laughs> There's a fine line. It's a fine line. Is there a fine line? It's a very fine uh, line. Okay. And you do a really good job on staying on the right side of that line. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you stay on some the right people, side of the line. Some people that I know might think otherwise. No. But, but, uh, well, yeah. I certainly don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, hello. <laughs> I, <laughs> I expected that from you over Hold there. on. Let me Google the definition of, of narcissist oh, and see oh, if oh. your picture's there. Are you talking to my wife over there? <laughs> no. Oh, look at that. It's a picture of Jerry <laughs> you, for the definition. Are you talking of, to my wife? Uh, no. I'm, very, I'm smart enough to, uh, not to do that because... <laughs> Uh, that only can end in in, in confusion. Oh, enjoy conversating with you. Uh, we'd have a great time because mm. we speak the same language. Yeah, you guys speak uh, New then Yorker. I'm, then I'm going to get stuck in this this awkward position of of having to be honest if oh. I ask a certain question. Oh come on now, she you guys are brutally honest, and that's why people like you. Well, that's oh, New- certainly that's, her family. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, to answer your question. The cool thing was uh, everything was over at Yvonne's house in Richmond, which Dang. was great. Um, Even family from Connecticut? Family from Connecticut, grandkids from Connecticut, uh, Yvonne's in-laws, my mother and father, Yona and I. So we had a house full. I fry up a turkey, so we fried up a turkey, which was awesome. Um, Outside? No, of course. Okay. Did you (laughs) put anything down on the yard? We did. What, did you put cardboard boxes? Yeah, we did. Okay, good. Because you don't want to hurt the yard. Yeah, well, I went on on a a, a shout-out to my... Uh, son-in-law Harry Tyson. I, Harry Tyson, uh, love you, Harry. I I did a, a couple-hour bike ride on the Cap Trail and said, "Hey, Harry, set up the fryer. I'll be back in a couple and hours." And Harry had no problem. Yeah, no problem. We got Good it job, all Harry. set up. Got it all set up. But yeah, I love frying a turkey. If if you've never had one, you should try one. It's it's pretty cool. And here's the secret of it, though. Right there's a secret, and people are probably not going to like this. Secret. What's the secret? The secret is is the peanut oil that I have is ten years old. Oh, so yeah, I I, I felt after it's done. I Why felt, is that important? Because the f- flavor, the the oil picks up the flavor over time. Okay, and hmm. uh, so I literally filter it out every time. You know, you, you you lose a little bit in the boil, you fill it back up. But that oil, you know, is so darn seasoned just right that uh, it, it the turkey just comes out awesome. Mm. Nice. So, uh, James Watson, TJ Fadley, Holly Ann, Jason Howard, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Katie Pearl, hey, Georgia Katie. Gilmer, Sarah hey. Morris, Arthur Katie, Taylor. ask a question. Love to help you out. Any question you've got, Katie, ask. Huge fans of KTP on the program. Judah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I feel like you were going to say something there. You were going to comment? No, no comment from the peanut gallery on the peanut oil? 
Oh, I'm just uh, appreciating. This sounds amazing. <laughs> Peach flew on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, yeah he's a crazy to man. Los Angeles. Crazy. How was the traffic? Was it bad? Uh, no, we didn't fly to Los Angeles. We flew to you had Palm like Springs. Three oh, Palm Springs. Yeah, three stops. That's that's this many. We're considering Palm Springs for Thanksgiving next year. Okay. Did you enjoy Palm Springs? I've enjoyed Palm Springs my entire life. Is that where your sisters live? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we'll talk about. I mean, real Palm Springs area. There's, What's that? It's it's a. A sprawling area. I literally know nothing about it. Yeah, I know. There's Palm Springs, there's Palm Desert, there's Indio. So they're somewhere around there. Um, But yeah, it's a, I don't, I mean, I don't know that there's any reason in particular to be there for Thanksgiving. Well, my brother has a house in Palm Springs. So they do, do well, that's one reason. Springs in Palm Springs? Because it's Uh, in the desert, right? I believe they do have springs. That's Cool. How people drink water there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Judah, there you go. Judah Wickhauer. Look at God, this, huh? Whoa. You go to California, Damn, you Damn, that back. was good, Judah. That Holy was funny. Moly. Look at Judah. He got, he's got his microphone in front of him. I know. He's got the camera. He got the haircut. He's got the haircut. I know. No, he got tan. No tan, no tan. Yeah? I got to well, tell you, no tan. I my favorite I... thing about Judah when he does a joke and it's funny is he, and he knows it's funny, is he blushes a little bit when it's funny. I, I, I noticed Did that. Did you notice that? I, I noticed yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, like he's blushing right Dude, now. So what's up with the blush? Um, you didn't realize you're going to get therapy session today. No, I think Let's it's do great. a Judah ther- therapy session. I think it's go ahead, Judah. What were you going to say? Uh, we had a we had a good time. We uh, yeah flew right into Palm Springs. Uh, the last day I was there, we drove to Fallbrook, the avocado capital of the oh, world. Wow. Cool. And uh, and then flew back. the The flight back was better because there was only one stop. The, the reason we're talking Palm Springs is because um, he and his, my brother and his wife and family came here. So generally it's a, yeah, 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 the yeah. return, especially yeah. when you have young children. Mm-hmm. So, well, we and, usually have Thanksgiving here. I know you do. And Trisha usually, I think she often makes it out, but Mandy rarely does. So I don't remember the last These time. These are his sisters. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I had uh, Thanksgiving with Mandy. And so we were we, all together at Mandy's house. Of- I'm sorry, Judah, I apologize. I didn't no, hear you speaking. Ahead. You've done a couple of what? Um, third-party Thanksgivings, which was fun. In other words, third-party locations mm-hmm. where we picked a, a spot like Hilton Head or, or whatever, and everybody Hilton came nice. in. That was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, we, we rented a house on, on the beach. Sounds and, fun. And uh, had, had a lot of fun. So uh, we've been ta- we started off the year. Let's yeah. get into real estate a Well, your bit. crystal ball's been very accurate this year. Keith Smith's crystal ball, and it's documented on tape, online. We actually use tape. Video and audio, no tape, no tape. It's a figure of speech. Um, His crystal ball has been crystal clear. As far as volume of sales go. Go ahead. Offer that perspective. Yeah, yeah. So I've been preparing for uh, Friday's show with the Woody Fincher, Mm. which I'm excited about. Friday, Woody Fincher. Because we're going to actually take a deeper dive, and I'm I'm doing all my work for the slides for... For the show, but um, I'm looking at November over November going back to 2015, and we talked about in January of this year that my vibe was, I think, the volume of sales will be similar to 2015. And darn it, we're awfully darn close. Um, you know, this is, all, every, this is everything. This is Carr, Buckingham, both sides of the mountain, uh, Stanton, new construction. This is just a huge um, looking at all the products. The, this November, so far, as of at zero dark thirty this morning, it, there were three hundred and fifteen sales, so fourteen sales, excuse me, 
2015 was 313. So we we're hit the we hit the nail pretty much uh, on the head. And even if you just do the car footprint, right, which is Fulvano, excuse me, Albemarle, Charlottesville, Fulvano, Nelson, Green, and Louisa, we're pretty darn close. 2023 and uh, November was 211, uh, 214 in 2015. But back to the larger uh, outlook of it, you know, which is Carr, Buckingham, so forth and so on, we're 25% down over 2022. I haven't had a chance to do the math that we're down in the car footprint, but while you chat, I can well, do you that. You see rates are falling a little bit, right? Well, so so rates are falling, and uh, for the agents out, so it's 20, 27% off in the car footprint, uh, 2022 versus 2023. Uh, so we're 27% down in volume first last last november yeah so you're starting you're starting to see i mean we've been talking about this till we're blue in the face and and i'm really excited about predicting 2024 and in the beginning of january we're we're trying to finalize the good dr lisa sterevin to come physically join us that's amazing we're we're trying to you know she's a in high demand and we're trying to organize her schedule and and show schedule and, and kind of talk about it but um you know we're starting it's starting what we I think we've been talking about the the thirty percent thirty percent the thirty year mortgage is starting to stabilize slide down a little bit yeah. on it and I, I can tell you our phone calls for buyers are tempo starting to pick up that's good so we have a little listing in mineral that frankly I did not expect to get a lot of a lot of phone traffic on that we uh-huh. just put on um, and we are we're getting a lot of people because it's it's it came on just right at Thanksgiving, you know, generally this time of the year, the tempo slows, slows down a little bit uh-huh. historically. Um, but so far we're not seeing that we're having a lot of interest. Nobody is pulling the trigger or anything like that. But what we're hearing, particularly from the real estate agents that are showing, um, their, their buyer tempo is picking up. So I think you're going to start seeing, Yona called this. Um, I think you're going to start seeing the first first week or second week of January once the holiday festivities are, are over, behind us. Are behind us. I think you're going to start seeing a, a, a tempo pickup. I think that's on the buyer side. I'm yeah, not so sure on the seller side. The question is, will the inventory? No. Respond uh, I, to that tempo in any capacity. It doesn't necessarily have to match it. My question: Will it uptick at all? Because so we got some pretty meager numbers right now. I'm looking at the last seven days uh, where only 20 units came on, which makes... How many went pending? 42. Yeah. Which, that, that, I have to take a look at what we were um, last, last year uh, at the same month. I have to do my trusty iPhone. Uh, the 20 new isn't scaring me so much uh-huh. because this, it, it feels a lot like, from a seller's perspective the normal holiday, you know, people that don't have to sell are not selling right now, right? right, right they right. want to wait the holidays to get over, go through that. So unless it's vacant or they have to sell, which is generally the largest percentage of people that are out there right now that have to sell uh, to do that, I, I think you're going to see an uptick. It, 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 here's something just to give a bit, a bit of a shout-out to ISC. Interstate Service Company, a home's best friend. You know, ISC. ISC. So if it, this love is the, that family, this is the time to reach out to these folks and try to do some 
whatever little uptick that you have to do in your home? Because I, I think you're going to see the competition increase a little bit. I think the buyer pool is just going to be super high. The, the inventory pool is going to increase a little bit, nothing to match the buyer pool, so, you know, number of buyers. But, you know, every one of the people we're talking to for this little listing we have, not little, it's a, it's a nice listing we have, um, one of the reasons we're, we're getting the traction we're getting is it's only two years old. Okay. Um, it has all new everything, mm-hmm. right? New roof, new HVAC. You know, it's only two-year-old stuff on it. So what we're seeing is the buyers, are particularly at this interest rate, don't want to do Maintenance, much. Maintenance, remodeling, condi- On the condition side. Of course. Improvement end of it. Because their know, budget stretched. Money's not cheap. By the way, I looked at 2015 quick this morning. Would you want to take a gander what the 30-year mortgage was in 2015? 2015. I'd say the 30 year. Let me try to do some uh, across across. No, the board. let me see if I can. Let me see if I can get this. Good. I'll, I'll 2013 drink. December. So 2000. You said 2015 around this time. Yeah, correct. November. Well, the whole the average. So around flirt was seven. No, it, it, I looked it up this morning. It was four, which maybe hey, somebody um, somebody can double check that. I, I you sure about that. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Uh, well, you looked it up. Well, that doesn't mean it's right. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. According to, uh, hold on a second here. According to bankrate.com, 2015 was 3.9999%. That bankrate.com might be lying to us. No, no, no. no. Was, I think that's a very that, reputable site. For that, that was the, that was the historical, historic, historic, historical average. So it's interesting. We're at the same volume of sales. But the interest rate's about two points higher than it was back there. Um, but the price differences are substantial. Where we were uh, at an average in 2015 against this larger, this larger uh, area, right? All product types. The the average was at 299 and 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 15, and we're at 471. So. It's pretty darn this, close. This is a good one from Jonathan. Does Does Keith expect the rates in the first quarter to drop below seven? No, uh, I don't think so. You don't think below seven? No, I I, I think I think I, I, I. It all depends on what they do in the December meeting, the Feds, right? I know everybody's talking about inflation and so forth and so on. That a lot of this thirty-year mortgage rate is is emotional, right? It's not tied to anything really specific because it's it's a market driven rate like the 10 year to 30 year t t bill the 10 year t bill i haven't looked at what the 10 year t bill is yet as of this morning it'll show up on that tv screen to the my left and your right right uh but i i think you're going to see it kind of flat you know got you know if 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 the feds drop it which i really don't see that happening i a best case scenario they leave the rate alone I still think they might increase it a little bit. Earl I, Smith, welcome to the show. Gary Palmer, hello, welcome hey, to the show. Um, Carrie, so, Kate Sharp. So I think the Chica. first quarter, everything I'm reading, all these smart folks are projecting the interest rate to start declining towards the tail end of 2024. I, I kind of agree with that. Historically, though, the average from 1970. We're right around now, that average. We're right around that average. Yeah. It's 7.1%. Yeah. So I think that's why you're seeing the buyer's normal normalization of the buyers a little bit of you know their expectation okay great we're not going back to three percent again you know i don't even think we're going to go back to four percent in 2015 i think we're going to stay 
somewhere in the next 12 to 24 months in this five to six, upper fives, mid sixes is what I'm reading from the super smart people. But this is a great question to ask our dear friend, Dr. Lisa Sterevent in January, because she's going to uh, have a pulse on it. But my vibe on it is, um, I think, I think uh, we, we may, you know, to, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think, I think the feds and what they do or don't do could impact it. Cause I think certain things are already priced into the 30 year mortgage, right? Uh, if they stay flat, it may drop. It may drop below seven. It's awfully close to seven right now. And if you have people don't understand, or I'm sure that they do, um, your your credit score <laughs> impacts interest rate. The interest rate you pay way more than everything else. Oh, 100 uh, <clears> percent. <throat> you know, the higher you go up on the credit score, the lower your your the lower the risk is. Therefore, the lower the the rate is. And the, I, I suspect. Uh, there are some sub seven rates oh, yeah. floating around out there for, for people with the right, best borrowers. With the best, the best borrowers. I follow uh, hot. I follow hot neighborhoods closely. Neighborhoods like Redfields. I used to own a home in Redfields, Foxcroft, Lake Renovia. Um, follow Bel Air closely. Some of the subdivisions in Ivy follow Glenmore closely. I'll give you some data. Three active homes. Out of roughly 950 in Glenmore, no active listings in Redfields, no active listings in Lake, Ren- Lake Renovia, no active listings in Foxcroft, um, Oak Hill in Charlottesville down Fifth Street Extended, no active listings. These are some of the popular ones because of their proximity to UVA, downtown Charlottesville, the bypass, the interstate. Hopefully, the inventory upticks following the holidays. I think we'll see a little push. I think there's people on the sidelines wanting to get through the holidays, and we will see a push of inventory. Not saying it's going to be a lot. Not saying it's going to be a lot. But come January into February. Well, I mean... It's got to be better than this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I mean... Especially as, as they hear from you. I mean, you're, you're, whether you want to admit this or not, you're, all, you're the water cooler real estate here with this show. As you hear that the buyers... I prefer to be the bar. But you're the bar of real estate for the show. The coffee shop coffee of real shop. estate for like the that. show. Um, the buyers are there. There's buyers looking to buy. So I, I, I prom- mean, you had Denise on the I, show. She said that. Yeah. You said that. Yeah, yeah. But, but the, 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 the uh, tempo, the willingness to go out and look is... Is upticking, right? right? That's what I'm so saying. So the, the emotional side of it, I, I really do. I really think the buyer, I said, okay, look, here's a new reality. We're probably going to be somewhere seven or just below six. Again, the, the historical norm is 7.1. I, I promised myself I wasn't going to do this, but I don't generally hold my own promises. <laughs> um, and because I, th- these, th- what I'm holding in my fingers here, these are all raw data. And so, so everybody knows in order for me to create these slides, Paragon is a great tool, but yet the good thing about it is, is you, you, have to, you have to pick it apart to get to what you want. Some of the other tools I, I use, I'm not, there's no flexibility. It's whatever it spits out is what it spits out. But, and I want to talk to Woody about this on Friday. Yes. So between Albemarle County, all, this is all products. There's new construction, townhomes, condos, single-family detached and single-family attached, um, between 2023 to 2020, 
too, we had actually on the average price a decrease. And I haven't had a chance to dig into that. So 2023, the average price was 595. This is November only. In 2022, the average price was 601. So we dropped, not substantially, but a little bit. But the median went up from 515 and 23 over 475. So it was a substantial jump in the median, which is kind of the middle, right? It jumps out the high and the low. And I haven't had a chance to dig into why we had a bit of a drop in the average. And my thinking on it, just is just off the cuff, is I think, and I'm going to do this while you're talking a little bit, I, I didn't take a hard look on what north of 700 is doing. So I think the upper market is softening. Yeah. I may be wrong. No, no, no. I think, I, I think it's softening. I think you're right. And this is why the, me, the median jump is so high because the middle is increasing. You know, I think the bottom, the, the lower level of the price point aren't selling because of the price, because of the commissions. Yeah. Excuse me. Interest rates. Thank you. Sir. Yeah. I was thinking something I else. We knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I was saying something else. On the upper end. Eggs. Eggs. Thank you. <laughs> On the upper end, I just got myself into trouble. Didn't even know it. And the upper, the upper, I'm so blonde. I got myself into trouble. The upper end of it, people, I think, are just just holding. And and, but it's interesting. But from 21 on the average, by the way, there was a jump from 488 to 595. So it's a huge jump in those two years. But uh, I haven't had a chance to take a deep dive into it. And I'm gonna put all together and we're going to see what the Woody Fincham thinks about it on uh, Friday. Katie Pearl, KTP. Hey, Katie. What do we dub you, KTP? I think we dubbed her, we monikered her. Supermom. Was it the queen of uh, Whitehall, KTP? Could be. I, I think she's, am I correct that you're the Whitehall uh, district, Katie? She says, I have multiple people wait. She's a fantastic viewer yep. and listener, one of our top ten. She says, I have uh, multiple people Waiting until January to list. Yeah. And she thinks there will be an uptick in inventory in January. I do as well. Uh, yeah. So the scuttlebutt so look, I'm hearing, you know, we both have our ears to the, to the street. I, I'm, I'm hearing some of the same. But, but I, I think the buyer pool is just going to jump. Yeah. I mean, there's not way more buyers. Not than, proportionately. I think it's going to jump. So I think the ratios are Which not is going to drive values. And as the interest rates drop. Right. And you've been on this. Yeah. We've been on this. As, as the interest rate drops, I'm a little concerned about going back to the insanity of where we, um, not that multiple offers isn't good. Multiple offers, if you're representing a seller, is a great thing, right? Uh, but I think we're going to start going back to this. Right now, home inspections are back in. Some, you know, And I'm, I'm going to actually have to speak to Woody today uh, or well, today's Wednesday, uh, today or tomorrow, because he has data that I don't have to talk about where the seller concessions are floating right now. Are they upticking or are they down? Are they staying flat or are they going backwards? And, you know, I can look at each individual transaction and, and see where the where the uh, seller concessions are. But I, you're starting to see seller concessions kind of creep a little bit back into the market. I think, you know, once this if the interest rates start dropping a little bit more, you're definitively going to see those away. Also, you're going to see the builder incentives start going away. Are you, yeah, well, you said those builder incentives were going to evaporate yeah, at close of the year. I think close of the year. I think the beginning of next year, you're going to see them go away. Because the builders will have moved a lot of the inventory they, will they move wanted the to move. They the inventory that they ramped up. And now they're waiting. 
Well, they're not waiting. They're just being more strategic about about um, about doing it. But yeah, I I, I think you're going to see this. But look, seven, last seven days you only had twenty. I mean, that's that's um, uh, you know that's just you know <clears throat> that's insanely low. I'm How gonna- about this one from Brian? What's his magic number? Ray Cadell, welcome to the show. Thank you kindly for joining us. What's keep Joseph Barron? Hello, he's in the game. Catherine Are we talking about my lottery numbers? I'm not giving them out. <laughs> <laughs> Your magic number for the rate to hit. In 2024? Dr. John Shave, hello. Pro hey. Renata's finest. Hey, Fran. Fran uh, Hayek, well, hello. Love you, Franny. 2024? Yeah. I think we'll be in the I think we'll be in the mid sixes by the end of twenty twenty four. Well, I guess the question his question is the magic number to get people to list. I think you're starting to see it. So I don't I don't mm-hmm. I yeah I think you are I, th- I think I, I, to, to, to play off of Katie's KT's um, KTP KTP's yeah. uh, comment we're having the same conversations right um, and you know generally we're encouraging if they can do it. Is the list now, right? Because there's less competition. Inventory is low. Buyers are still out there. You know, I've found this time of the year that if you've got a buyer out there that wants to buy, they want to buy, right? Um, You know, they're ready to go on the end of it. So, look, I I, I think you're going to start seeing it. I I think you've got this adjustment or got this um, psychological um, acceptance that we're in this range and we're going to be in this 30-year range for, for, for a while. And it's probably, ne- not probably, I, I'll go out on a limb and say, it's never going back to 2 or 3%. I'll be dead long buried, you know, before that happens again. But I'm trying to find And that's this. why a lot of people say the 2 or 3% mortgage, if you have one, yeah, yeah. Um, is an asset now. Is an asset. Well... I would be interesting on what KTP's conversation is with their sellers on that. I'm finding it based on the people that have to sell. It's a liability. It's not an asset. Ah. The problem is, is because they they got so used to this number, and I, most people that's more of a mental hurdle than a liability. It's not a mental hur- hurdle. You're it's, saying it's someone a math, who's it's a math problem, right? So most people. I don't know if I. I'm sure you don't, and, and push back. I'm good I, with well, that. I, no, I know, I know, but I don't see how you how someone who has a two, three percent, even a four percent mortgage in a time when rates are in the mid sevens can be considered a liability. If they have to move, I get which that. is a large. But, but Jerry, that's the largest percentage of people. I don't have the stat in front. Totally of Totally understand, right? But they still have but, but in their not, present time a, a, a more affordable payment, and they have a place to live and a roof and, over right. their head. That's what I'm totally, saying. Totally get it. But if I have to move, right? Yeah. I, I can tell you, we have multiple listings right now. Unfortunately, divorces have been ramped up. I, I don't know what that's all about. Okay, we're, we're dealing with. We have a couple of folks that are, so they have to sell their house. They are getting divorced, and they have to do that. We have people that are getting relocated. They have to sell their house, right? And they're at these, it's not what they bought at. It's what they freaking refinanced at. Yeah, yeah. Right? So they were in the house for 10 years or 5 years or 20 years or whatever it is, and these life changes are happening, right? There are other ones that have been in it a little bit shorter. I mean, this, this one particular one that we've got, he had a, he got relocated right, and he was only in the home for two years. But the reality of it is, most people that are in buy and KTP 
P, tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> got that right. You I? got it right that time. Got that right. You got it right that time. Uh, it's, I got it reminded that me. One, that one's a little uh, tough one for you there. Well, Can all you of say that. KTP three times fast? No. So, <laughs> so I don't want to do that because I don't want it to be angry with me. Okay. Uh, remind me to go back to a new hire we did at the at the. Uh, land trust, and I, oh. can't, I can't pronounce the guy's name right. Which new hire? Yeah, yeah. So congratulations. It, thank you. Uh, well, it'll make life a lot simpler on me. Yeah. So I know uh, that the most people, by and far, buy by their monthly payment. That's kind of how this works, right? So the problem is, if I have a house at a at a dollar, and I'm at at a two percent, three percent, but now because we now know that, uh, hold on a second here, we now know just year over year, prices have gone up 4 or 5%. This is just month, month over month, not, not the total year on it. Um, so now I'm paying more for a home at, at more of an interest rate, so my monthly payment is, extra, extra, is high. No, and I they, get it. They can't afford to do that. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. I appreciate that. You've explained that very well. Um, I just think that so shut up, Smith, and move no, on? No, I thing? think the alternative of having a 7-plus percent rate in your current home and having to sell... Well, this is why we will... Is this is way why, worse than having the 4%. This is the reason sell. why we will not have a foreclosure crisis. There's Period. way too, many, too much equity in people's Way space. too much equity. They would no. have to be a, a drastic uh, down change. What, what the heck is today? How about this from Spencer? Does Keith still think year-over-year values into 2024... Are going to uptick, yes, and at, to what clip? I, I've said they would flirt with that's double. Interesting. I'm, uh, if I can jump in for a minute, I'm yeah. literally looking at November 30th, 2022. Uh-huh. Uh, so that one week snapshot that you and I do all the time. Uh, so new at, at that week was only. Hold on a second here. Let me make sure I'm doing this right. Yeah. So you know what? We're only 15 off. Uh, this same seven days. For the same footprint, this is the car footprint, uh, 35 homes came on the market versus 20. Let's see what pending is. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a little bit of a difference. We had 56 go pending a week ago, a year ago, this same week a year ago. I can speak English today. We're at 42. What is sold? Sold's 46. Sold is 30. So, you I mean, know. So these are pretty substantial drops. On the sold and the pending, uh, you know, I expected, frankly, the new coming on the market to be higher a year ago. So, you know, we're only 15 off. That's a, not a big number. 15 of what total, though? That's for the whole footprint. No, I get it, but... I, I don't know. It, it doesn't... Okay. I, 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 won't okay. be able to, I won't be able to... I'm just looking at a snapshot of what came on new for that same seven days last year. So what was the question I, I lost? Does he expect the values to uptick 2023 versus 2024 and to what projected clip yeah. from Spencer? So the answer is yes, Spencer, and I'm going to hold true to what I've been saying in the beginning of this year, the follow-through in 2024. First and foremost... Oh, God, if I sound like I'm writing an official letter here. First and foremost. <laughs> First and foremost. Four score and, and seven, seven years, years ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. Enjoy. Anyway. Uh, Enjoy doing the show with you. Go the, ahead. The micro, mar- we started this catchphrase in the beginning of 23. Micro markets matter. They will always matter. But, but the overall footprint 
of car, and I think on both sides of the mountain, to include Buckingham County, we're going to see a three to six percent increase year over year. Some areas are going to go negative. I, I don't, I don't have Nelson County and my numbers. I didn't get to them this morning, but I suspect you're going to see a negative uh, uh, year over year or month over month in in that. But generally, you're going to see an, an uptick uh, across the across the board. Um, Keith Smith is a realtor. Yeah, he yeah. helps folks buy and sell homes. Somebody asking that question? No. no. Okay. Keith Smith is a realtor. Uh, Jamie Do Turner. Do I need to get a tattoo or something? Jamie Turner has this comment. Stony Point hey, Jamie, how are you is today? trying to put a significant amount of units on their lots in Gordonsville. Locals are not happy about that. Stony Point. He says he thinks it would be a neat project for downtown. So uh, is he talking about Chris Henry's group? I believe yeah. he is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that makes sense. I think they're trying to, if I remember, I haven't stayed in, in tune in it. Is this a redevelopment project of the old assisted living facility there just before the roundabout? If, if Jamie can chime in and give me a little information. Give on us that. some uh, perspective so I, on I, that. If that's what it is, you know, I, I can see that moving forward and, is his feedback, is the locals or the folks that live there are not happy about that? Is that yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Well, so, so that's, that's kind of a commonplace. Traditional NIMBYism. It's traditional. It's, it's nationwide. Look, I, I, I don't see a huge increase of, of inventory. It's just not going to happen. Uh, you know, we just don't have the political will. The cost of the land is... You know, to quote Neil Williamson, if you don't have a ready, willing, and able seller, right? You know, none of this happens anyway on it. Uh, I, I just don't see a, a, a huge increase. You'll see pockets. Maybe this project might get approved. Uh, it depends on um, my question on that. Is that a city, is that a town council approval? Does Gordonsville, I don't even know if Gordonsville has a town council, to be honest with you. Um, or is that a Louisa County or Orange? I can't. I'm, my jurisdictions a bit. He says it's further up the street. He's going to find the details and sure. a link and send please. it to us. Please appreciate it. Um, we got uh, folks referencing our upzoning bet on the. Oh field. yeah, there you go. Um, I feel I feel strong about it. You have is it three meetings left? Well, there'll be the. There's fifth. public comment on the fifth. There's on the fifth. Uh, I believe they have. Um, Matter of fact, I know they have because I sort of popped on my thing. That I believe they're holding an, uh, an informational um, session today. Seville plans together, I believe, just to get a little. Hold on a second. Um, I believe that there is somebody can double check Let's that. Let's see here. I'm looking But at I that. believe that there is a it popped up on my phone today um, that there is a uh, education service today. You, you think you're going to win the bet, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I'm, and I'm less confident I now. I, yeah, I'm generally not this confident about our I bets. I know you are. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I, I think I am. I really, really, really do. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, you know we can surely make it uh, uh, a little... A little uh... It'll be the talk and the toast of town, what happens. It's certainly been the talk and toast of what folks have been following closely, Keith. Yeah. So, uh, look, I, I'm, there's no secret uh, on Real Talk with Keith Smith. I'm pro-housing um, for multiple reasons. Um, I think it's going to get approved. Is it perfect? Definitely not. Uh, but I think I think we're going to go through the process. I think there is a um, 
urgency for whatever reason amongst certain council members to get this approved before the end of the year. I think they want to start 2024 off fresh. And I will continue also to say that if you expect this to have huge impacts immediately, that is not going to happen. Um, you know, uh, I, I think what will happen here is, is the, the, it'll be over, and then it'll be a long time, I think, before anything actually happens because I, I can't even see how staff can manage what it currently has and not take on additional, additional work. I, right. I just don't see that happening unless they're planning on hiring a bunch more people or sending it out to a third party, the review, the review process. I don't know. I just can't see how staff can keep up with what it's got. Nevertheless, uh, take on new stuff. Plus, you know, people, you know, generally, I, I've been around the block a little bit. You have. And, and generally how these things go, um, it's kind of like a rezoning, right? It gets fought a lot at the political end and it gets done. And then the real work starts, right? It takes one year or two years, depending on the jurisdiction, just to get through the site plan portion of it. And we've been talking about this for a while. This is just the zoning end of it. This is not the site plan end of it, right? There's going to be a site plan process. And we talked about, you know, what's the fa what would be the low-hanging fruit, right? You mentioned converting basements. I would. That uh, actually, strikes me as the easiest. I, I, I actually don't think that is. Okay, I know you. You, you corrected me on that. Well, I didn't I'm, correct you. It's just my opinion. Right? You There's think the the easiest is it, it, the 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 detached little uh, ADU auxiliary dwelling unit. The cottage in the backyard. The, the granny flat. That's the so place. expensive, though. It is, but I'll tell you. Believe me, I, I, I'm pretty good with these numbers. I know you're a the, general contractor. The uh, the the work to upfit an existing structure is always more expensive. And I think when you go through the dollar to dollar... There's a lot of basements that already are outfitted. But they're illegal. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. Right? They're illegal. You have to have a certain... Head, we went over this a couple of shows ago. We did. you got to have the headroom, right. which most of them do not. Yeah. Right, you've got to have the for second form of egress. This uh -huh. is to get out. And God forbid, there's a fire. Right, most of them do not. Right, uh, you're going to. He's have talking to about an exit or entrance. Correct. Yeah. Um, well, it, it's an exit. The yeah. entrance they don't care about. Right. Right. So that has to be worked into in into it. And you know, if you just take a look at Belmont, there's very few homes in Belmont that fit this criteria. So you're going to have to substantially amend or renovate an existing structure to meet these three base there's three basic things i need a certain head head height right tell them what it is uh it's seven foot two right that's clear yeah from, from finished floor to finished ceiling and even seven foot two is low seven people foot, will feel cramped in seven two that's the minimum yeah you know, eight or nine is perfect. Right. Because that doesn't count all the the duct work that's got to hang down. Someone walks in seven two and you're like What's going on here? Right. Not me. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, maybe. Well, Not it depends, me. It depends on how you spike your hair. Yeah, I know. If you spike your hair a certain way. A lot of people way, don't realize the... Uh, if the, you spike your hair a certain <laughs> way, you could get a couple of inches. Five or six years ago, it was much taller. Uh, if you and then I, I got, see some of the photos and I'm like, what, did, what was I doing? Here? And you can borrow some of your wife's high what heels. Not that we would judge you for that, but you can borrow some of or your wife's. What, what did Costanza do? It was the Timberlands. Remember? 
he was seen on the first date in Timberlands, which added two or three inches to him. Yeah. And then he's like, I can't take these off. I can never take these off. <laughs> that guy's so neurotic. And the scary thing about that is all those people I grew up around. Oh, and the, the scary thing about it is all, all of us have a little of that in us. There you go. Which is what made it so funny. Egress. Yep. Seven foot two. Height, yeah. And there's going to be a requirement of some sort of two-hour fire separation. Right. Between living unit and living unit. I was highlighting more the basements that are already basements now. But like so, not, so that, not basements that are more storage, but the basements that are actual like no, I got, I got eight-foot ceilings, have an exit door. But, but that, that count of, particularly in the city. Yeah, in the city, there's fewer. There's fewer. Minimal. Yeah. So look, okay, so let's call it. I wouldn't say minimal. Oh, it's not. Uh, believe me, I, I, unless it's a new construction or something, the, the traditional 1920s, you know, early Belmont. This sounds like a bet waiting to happen. Sure, we could do it. How, do, how are we going to verify That's this? the problem. How would we verify how many? We would do this, actually. We no, would we knock would on, do this. We would knock on everybody's door and go, can I, can I measure your basement ceiling? Well, you would have more uh, insight into how Yeah, I, this is an unfair bet. Yeah, because I I can tell you the yeah. norm back in the twenties, you know when, when it's different when yeah. when it was built, um, they were very low ceilings, right? So back if you go back to the seventeen hundreds, right, it was even 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 smaller eighteen hundred. You didn't start seeing the eight nine ten foot ceiling, you know, back you know until like the eighties, you know, the six even the sixties. You start seeing some of the shorter, so, so it's a little unfair. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know the building history of stuff. So, the, so the, what would what would your number be for, for that? Yeah. Oh, basements in the city limits. Jamie Turner, we'll get to your comment here. Michael, we'll get to your comment here in a minute. I, I, I don't think it's it's under five percent. I think. Wow, that sounds yeah. like a bet right there. That's yeah, a prop. Well, bet. I, you Lisa Costello, you, you just couldn't. You couldn't. How would we verify? You, you Beth Markello. You couldn't verify. Sorry about this, guys. My hearing aid is, is going wacky on me. How would we verify is the question. Yeah, well, yeah. Seth Liskey, hello. You, you would Seth have, Batten, hello. Yeah, you would. Uh, my suggestion, if you really, really, really want to do a bet on this, is we pick a couple of streets. Well, you'd pick a neighborhood and there do it go. as a sample. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then say, okay. So my goal would be to pick the streets with the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, newest yeah. house as possible. By the way, I don't trust you. Well. All right. No. So I think I'm going to pick the, <laughs> no. the, C- the C&O row houses. The, the answer is no. The C&O row <laughs> The answer is no. The answer is no. I think I'm going to pick, what is but, the but new, look, what's the newest subdivision look, in even, city limits? L- look. No, because it's new. You got to pick Belmont. What's the newest sub- no, okay, let, let's, let, let, pick yeah, we're moving on. I I pick Burnett Commons. <laughs> okay, good, good for you. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Very happy for you. Jim. I'm gonna get to your. Spike commentary. your hair a little bit more. I, you two where over the, there. Where the where the you two over where, there. Where the where the where the uh, the wife's uh, high heels and everything will be okay. Tom, Tom Powell, hello. Um, so look, here's the deal. Even if you catch one that's got the eight foot that that got the seven foot two, yeah, you can. Put all the duct work in, right, and all this kind of great. That'll thing. be expensive. What yeah. I was about to say, Mr. Miller, was then you got to deal with the two others. Still, you got to do a two-hour fire separation, yeah, right, and then you got to figure out the egress. The egress, and, yeah. And traditionally, the best way to convert a basement apartment, and we can easily actually look at this this way if you want, is a walkout basement, right? Right, so the back wall is an eight foot tall thing. It, it's got windows. Sometimes it's framed. That will make adding an apartment 
in the basement, very doable and inexpensive. My, my point is this. My point is this. The ones that have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not a huge number, Jerry. Right. But that would be the easiest. Yeah, okay. So if we're yeah. splitting hairs, you're yeah. right. The second easiest I give you is the ADU. Okay. <laughs> the second easiest is the ADU. Keith's fired up right there. Uh, no, this is from I'm Jamie. Just visualizing another two inches on top of that, that's all. This is from Jamie. On behalf of Stony Point... <laughs> you go a lot of that. Is he being funny? No, you, were, you cracked me up with that comment right there. Uh, it took a little while to get Oh, it, that was funny. I know. I'm such a... I'm, such a, I'm visualizing. When, when and it all, I'll buy the high heels, too, by the way. When it's all said and done, I'm, I'm very much a kid. Oh, yeah, for sure. Very much and, a kid. And, and, and it's funny. We do what we do, and sometimes people misunderstand us. And yeah. Don't really... We're two kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're two yeah, kids. Yeah. This is from I, I would say we're two immature kids, but that's a, that's, that's, I'll speak for myself. No, I'll, I'll, you can include me in that. Uh, on behalf of Stony Point Development Group, uh, this is Stony Point's commentary. We invite you to share comments and ask questions regarding their proposed residential housing project on properties located at the southwest quadrant of the intersection of North Main Street and West King Street. The properties have physical addresses of 201, 203, 205, 207, and 209 North Main Street and 201 West King Street. Stony Point Development Group seeks to develop a 36-unit multifamily project on the property the project proposal consists of the preservation of 201, 203, and 209 North Main Street, all of which will undergo interior renovations to repurpose these structures for multifamily residential use and the addition of three new multifamily residential structures. Uh, to realize this proposal, SPDG will need to obtain a rezoning of 201 West King Street and conditional use permits to allow multifamily on the entire property. So I am not intimately, uh, I mean, I, I, I know enough about Gordonsville. Where I'm a big to, fan of Chris Henry. Where to, where to eat, so am I. Where to eat, where to do all this stuff. Is this, is, am I correct, is that the old, um, I'm trying to look real quickly on, on the Google Maps here to find out where those streets, streets are located. Um, some, it, it, West King, here it is, I'm finding it right now. What was those addresses again? Um, let's see here. I got this. Oh, here. I got it. It's across from the Ice House, isn't it? It is. 201, 203, 205, 206. Yeah, across from the Ice House. Yeah, there you go. He just literally said across from the Ice House yeah, when yeah, you asked yeah. that question. Yeah, yeah. JT's on point. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it sounds like they're repurposing existing structures. Did I hear that correctly? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they're re, re, repurposing existing structures and turning them into multifamily units. Did I hear that right? Yeah, uh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, they, they're really good at what they do, and I'm sure they will come fully prepared. And the fact that they're reaching out to the community, uh, one is required, by the way, uh, in a rezoning application. And, Jamie, is this a town rezoning or is it a uh, county rezoning? I don't I don't quite i think gordonsville is its own incorporated town but i may be wrong on that that's a that would be an education thing for me that's uh would be an education uh thing for me as well and we have dubbed him the mayor of gordonsville he grew up in the area and knows the place rather rather well keith smith what are you researching over there it's gordonsville an incorporated town <laughs> there you go google's a man's best friend over there uh, yeah it's anybody's best friend well, we'll wait for we'll wait for the mayor to go ahead 
and uh, let us know because Smith can't talk and type at the same Neil time. Neil Williamson, thank you kindly for joining uh, us on the uh, program. It's officially incorporated town in 1870. He says it's a town rezoning because of the historical component. Yeah. yeah. And Orange County ultimately has to approve as yeah. well, he believes. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm, reading, it. I'm reading, uh, reading it right now. So it's a, the, the historical portion of it gets approved by the town, but um, it is in Orange County. So that um, place is booming. Yeah. So I, look, I, I, uh, I am unabashedly pro housing. We know. So uh, we know. any opportunity for more done well. How about the multifamily? Yeah, I, I, I think our market is good. I will tell you. Um, softening and nationwide. It is softening nationwide yeah. big time. And because there was an, a, a, some a would say, an abundance of built. Yeah. So, uh, but most of, just to put it in perspective, though, most of these projects, like yeah. this one, is years in the making, right? It's, it's, this is not, it's going to take a long time to go through the rezoning process, assuming it gets rezoned, then it's going to go through the site plan process. And that's the point I was trying to make about the town, and we went off on this whole basement bet kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, I've done enough research on the lots in in the city of Charlottesville because, you may, as you may know, I was part of a team that uh, was working on ADUs, usually dwelling units, for this very purpose. So there are a substantial amount of lots that have alley access that have the ability to go ahead and put an auxiliary dwelling unit on the back actually quite easier. And from a development and building perspective, at the end of the day, you sure as hell don't want to live in a construction site. It's a lot easier to go ahead and build out there, therefore a little bit more expensive. But there's this, this zoning rewrite is going to take forever. Just this, let's find, you and I all get together and we find this home and we're going to do this in Belmont. And it's the perfect lot. It's a corner lot. It all works. Then we got to go through the site plan process. Right. And then, oops, oh, by the way, I've got to now run a second water line to it, a second sewer line to it. I've got to tap into this. There's all kinds of bonds. It, it's, it's a very arduous process, and most individuals won't go through it. It's why this, this program was on for a few years. They've kind of came to the conclusion that I came to in the very beginning that the homeowners – by and far, will not do these auxiliary dwelling units themselves because the rest of the story, the site plan and building side of it, is just a pain in the butt, and it's expensive to go ahead and do it. This is why we formulated this uh, land trust kind of partnership together that's actually been pretty successful out there. I concur with you. Um, I also think that the climate has too many headwinds for people to deep dig into their pockets do it well for, for, at the end of the I mean, day labor interest rates well about to say at the end Credit of the day debt. at the end of the day unless there's some state or federal or city offering funded, some kind of tax rebate well, tax incentive well that's what happened out in out west that's, right that's, that's how that worked i mean who's going to go 220 250 thousand dollars it's, to build very, expensive. it's to, very expensive to get a thousand dollars i mean it's very it'll expensive. take you decades to get your money it's back very it's very expensive Unless you use it for Airbnbs and recovery times are much easier on that. And, and in that scenario, this is a question I would have for you. The Charlottesville guidelines say you have to live in the residence 180 days a year. Does that count for an ADU in your backyard? Does living in the front of the house 
So it depends on what they're going to define as the primary residence. But you see what I'm saying? Is it the ADU or is it the thing? Well, obviously, and then, and then, you know, that, that's kind of a slippery slope because then now you got to. I mean, how, would someone then have to go live in the ADU no, for half how, the day, how half would, the year? Yeah. How would they um, enforce? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, that's generally next door neighbor drops it. That's usually what happens. A quarter or a dollar, whatever yeah. the hell a phone call costs nowadays. Right. Yeah. So look. Uh, but you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I personally. Um, I'm not in favor of the ownership criteria in order to put an auxiliary dwelling unit in there. It limits who the, can do the, it. Who can do it, yeah. right? And I can tell you, based on experience out west, what happened is, is folks that got into this construction thing that don't do this for a living got in trouble. Got very much so in trouble. Yeah, because they got in over their heads. They got in over the head. They yeah. borrowed money. It cost more than they that they thought it was going to cost. Right. They didn't get the rent that was to, to offset it. I mean, and if anyone wants to know and about the, this, most just of try them doing a basic remodel in your own house. Most of them refied their existing homes. This is why most jurisdictions that are most successful with this remove the ownership criteria to it. Because it allows things like the land trust to step in. Right. Right. It allows the nonprofits to come in and do it. And the way they typically have done it out west, they offered it huge tax incentives <coughs> to go ahead and do it. They waived connection fees. So forth and so on. So, so forth <coughs> and so on. You don't see much I'm back impact. on another two inches, man. <laughs> I just can't stop visualizing that. You don't see any impact. No, no. Any you see a, very little. Any is a big word. You see very little. Um, I, I, I see this just like I've been saying. This is a bit of a bell curve. It's going to, it's going to start off pretty slow. It's going to work through the process. It's going to start working its way up to the top of the bell, probably stay flat for a while and maybe drop down a little bit and re-level re re out. Tim Carson, hello. Hey, Tim. Um, Eliza... Thomason, hello. Thank you kindly for watching the program. We're talking about the impact of, of zoning changes in the community, as you guys may be following. We see a handful of realtors watching you right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to do that. And look, for the real estate agents that watch it, you may agree or disagree with it. I'm just going to say out there, thank God Carr finally took a position on something. So it happened within the last few months. If you're if you are uh, in favor or not in favor of it, I'm glad to see uh, 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 the local trade organization and that, that's in the housing space taking a position. It happened within the last few months. Um, I, I, it's just not going to have a huge impact. It, 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 it's going to start off really slow. I'm, I'm telling you because I'm looking actively looking at properties for investors. Well, I'm actively looking at properties for people that call me and say, so you understand this stuff. I actually think I do. You absolutely do. Uh, You're one of the best at this. I don't know about that. Um, Neil definitely is way better than me on this. Um, hey, take a look at my property. If this gets approved like this 400 pages, what can I do with my property? I, uh, dozens and dozens of conversations like that have happened. Gone, walked through their houses. And I can tell you, maybe just that a few, less than five, actually checked enough boxes that it made sense. So it's not going to be this huge. Now, this is the, these are the single-family detached units. This is not the multifamily, the multifamily units. That's a whole different path, and that's a whole different animal. But I'm talking about the largest percentage of the zoning rewrite is going to be impacting the single-family detached lots, right? You know, the, the, that area is mostly of the county, excuse me, the city. 
uh, and I'm telling you, the, the couple dozen I've looked at so far, man, it's just a few. Man. Where are you looking at those? Everything. Everything from Belmont to Fifeville to North Downtown. It's just all over. Again, the city's not a huge place. And you looked at those down Avon ex- or uh, Fifth Street Extended? Fifth Street Extended. Looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Fifth Street. Uh, those uh, have been on there for a while. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not going to work. It, the math doesn't work. And, and that's going to be the big issue. So they're going to have this great program set up. I just don't think you're going to see this huge info. I want to have it happen. I just don't see it happen. Uh, Neil's got this. Hey, Ten Neil. things to know about the zoning court. Neil Williamson is the president of the Free Enterprise Forum. Thank you for, for attending the thing on the 4th. When I'm out of Support town. the Free Enterprise Forum. Neil, do you think Keith is going to win the bat? We talked about this the other day. I think he's on the same page. Neil thinks you're going to win the bat? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. This will be the first bet I lose to you. Yeah, I'm, 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 well, our I'm other like bet kid. is who the mayor is going to be. I'm like a kid in the candy shop. I know you're going to brag. I am. You should totally, brag. You totally, should totally brag. Totally, totally. And the other bet we have is who's going to be mayor. You got Austrian. Yeah, that's He's a. He's got de- Michael Payne. I got Juan Diego Wade. Yeah, so mine's a default. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It's for the sake of a talk show. Okay, for the that. sake of a talk. show. I, I think, and you don't really lose. It just means you get to pick what booze goes on the bar. That's all I, I get to sip. That's yeah, all. Right, right. Neil says ten things to know about the zoning code. The ten things to know about zoning code one: the ordinance advertised for public hearing will not be the ordinance enacted. This will not be Charlottesville's last zoning code. The civil plans together ordinance will increase Charlottesville's housing capacity. Mandated affordable housing provisions will decrease housing and increase housing costs. Wow. Let's read that one again. So go, Mandated, go number one. Number one. Okay. Uh, oh, I see what happened there. Ten things to know about the zoning code. Number one. The ordinance advertised for public hearing will not be the ordinance enacted. We know that. Number two. This will not be Charlottesville's last zoning code. Number three. The CIVO Plans Together Ordinance will increase Charlottesville's housing capacity. Number four, this is an interesting one. Mandated affordable housing provisions will decrease housing and increase housing costs. That's a good one right there. Uh, people should unpack that one. We'll number five. Them down. Yeah, number five. The CIVO Plans Together Zoning Ordinance needs to include tall buildings in commercial corridors. Number six, the CIVO Plans Together Ordinance will help but will not solve the city's housing crisis. Number seven, the impact of the CIVO Plans Together Zoning Ordinance will be an evolution and not a revolution. That was one of my favorites. That's a wordsmith right there. Number eight, the CIVO Plans Together Zoning Ordinance represents a generational change in zoning. Number nine. Form-based design concepts are baked into the CIVO Plans Together Zoning Ordinance. And 10, eliminating parking minimums will not eliminate parking. It's a good list right there from Neil. I'm going to respond to that and say... So, um, it, it, it's a great list, and, and Neil, uh, 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 what I'm about to say has nothing... Uh, I have the highest respect for you, but I'm going through the 10, a lot of them are the same, Right. You know, they're kind of interconnected. The, 
the first two is what we've been talking about that this is not they're going this is this is a lo- uh, living document it's going to be changed that it will it will go through it I think the biggest one that that and number seven, which is an evolution, not a revolution, kind of speaks to one and two. Yeah. On that, the big thing, uh, you know, generational change kind of speaks to one, two, and and uh, number seven. Um, Beth Mark says you're going to win the bet. But form, <laughs> the form-based code, that's an important one to, to pack, unpack. Um, so basically. And, and I, I will let I'm gonna I think I'm gonna shut up and answer something else. I'm gonna let Neil, if he's still watching, chime in and write what his definition of form-based code is because it may be a little bit differently than mine. I want him to go in and, and answer that. But the short version of it is that the jurisdiction tells you what you're gonna build, right? Um, but it, you know, it, it, it's gonna help, but it's not gonna solve it. I've been talking about that for a while, right? And this is an evolution, not a revolution. He's 100% right. This is, this is going to take time to go through. So the short version of all of this, if you expect on January Boat 1, loads of more housing, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I would also like to see in the rankings how um, this uh, DZO upzoning zoning changes, how they're going to drive values and or demand to the surrounding county and or the Albemarle County urban ring. Because I think it's going to drive interest to well, I'm going to, And I've also said those HOA neighborhoods. Yeah, I'm super interested. I'm unfortunately not going to be able to attend uh, the public work session between the Planning Commission, the Board of Supervisors, and 10 stakeholders, which is uh, you know, part of the Regional Housing Partnership I was putting, helping putting together on it. Neil's going to actually be at the table on that end of it. But... Uh, we sent out a, a, a query to, with some questions to answer, and one of them in there was expanding the um, growth area, right? And I'm really curious what the results of this poll is going to be, uh, particularly of the stakeholders in it. I know the Albemarle County Board is, is very clear that they're not going to expand it in any time soon, uh, but I, I think that we're right. I think the pressures are going to put out... To the surrounding, to the surrounding counties, I just I, I know where I'm stuttering here a little bit, but which is you're not stuttering. Yes, I am. Uh, I just I'm I'm sorry. I get this whole mental picture of an extra two inches of hair. Sorry. There you go. I uh, can't. You know, look who knew, right? Um, it's just it's just not going to happen. It's going to change. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's going to change. People don't realize how much work it's going to take to actually make it happen. Um, and then I think the last one is five that I wanted to talk about is tall in the commercial areas. I think they cut down some of the height in the commercial areas, if I remember correctly, which I think, frankly, is a mistake. But um, Neil says this, a form-based code is a land development regulation that fosters predictable built results in yeah. high-quality public realm and uh, a high-quality public realm by using physical form rather than separation of uses as the organizing principle for the code, a form-based code is a regulation, not a mere guideline, adopted into city, town, or country law, county law. A form-based code offers a powerful alternative to conventional zoning regulation. Yep. In essence, they tell you what you're going to build. They tell you what to do. They're going to tell yeah. you what they're going right. to say in this area. 
this is what is, you can do. This is what it's going to look like. Right. This is what we want you to look at, what it, what it, to, what it to look like. Which, again, is, is, is not a bad thing. You know, I, I think, well, maybe I'm going to restructure this comment. Um, you know, in essence, that's what comprehensive plans have always been historically. What they're doing now is turning these um, forms or these visions into more of a, of a reality. But, you know, I think we've kind of beat this horse to we death. We have. We um, have. And we're almost done with it. We're almost done with the end. We're almost done with our we're time almost, today. Almost done with the show. We're almost done with the DZO. I'll be I'll be happy when it's not uh, so. What do you such th- a dominant topic? So what do you think is going to happen on? Let's assume it gets done. Oh, December, I mean, January one. What do you think is actually going to happen? I, on no, January I think 1? you're on point, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, ninety percent, ninety ninety to ninety five percent of what you say on this show, I agree with. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think. The average family is not going to be able to afford to do something with their house. Yeah, so it's, it's just not going to have It's not going to have impact. a huge impact. We've so, been spending years on something that's going to create very little additional housing. I, it, it is, uh, what is number? Number eight, it's a generational change. Yeah. This is it the, might be my kids' kids that see this. Yeah, the, the, um, yeah this is a generational change. I, I don't think we're, I'm going to see it for yeah. sure. I uh, might. I don't even think I'm going to see. Yeah. It. So, and frankly speaking, the folks with how values are so expensive in Charlottesville, the folks that are going to be able to afford the housing in Charlottesville are going to be wealthy, and they're going to want to keep the homes single-family detached. That may be the case. I'm speaking purely from a technical perspective. Yeah. It's just. It's just a huge lift. So. Maple Leaf re, um, so, um, neighborhood in Seattle. Mm-hmm. When I was out in Seattle, I was part of this whole thing I was doing with the land trust. So Yvonne and Houston moved from, from Maple Leaf. So I actually did just a physical walkthrough over six or seven square blocks of where they live, which is exactly like Belmont, just a little bit bigger. This right. neighborhood is exactly like Belmont. I can tell you in that six or seven blocks... This whole idea of tearing a house down and building multiple units on a lot because they're allowed to do that there, there was maybe two or three. That's what I'm saying. But what there was a lot of was the garage conversions. Of course. Basements. That's just basements. Yeah. And detached ADUs. And that was like every other house. Every third house. This is not a formal survey right it was me walking up and down the street with the dog and going well look at that look at that look at that um so that's what will happen here right that that's what will happen here you'll see the low-hanging fruit your basements i just don't think we're going to see a lot of them um your detached units your garage conversions you'll see that the money that is required that'll actually be the cheapest the money that is required to do these projects yeah it's it's almost a contradiction or like a catch-22 it's going to require a lot of money to do these projects. And the folks, folks that have a lot of money to do these projects generally don't want to do these projects. Or, no, that's not true. I, I have some people that, that have that they want to do, they want to If help. you're realistic. They want to give back to the community and all this kind of great stuff. But you can take a, if you happen to have a 22 by 22 garage on your Belmont detached garage in the back of the thing, that is the easiest path that is the most cost-effective path. That's what I said. To go ahead, yeah. garage, a detached yeah. garage. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. So the structure's there, right? Yeah. And then you've got to get water and sewer to I mean, someone it. building an ADU in their yard, 
I talked about this with um, eleven thirty-one. Uh, yeah, a builder. He's talking three hundred thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. dollars. It's super to build a tiny home super in your expensive. backyard. Super expensive. So three hundred thousand dollars yeah. on a seven and a half percent interest rate, and 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 it's so the only way find that, a lender that's going to give you this money. This only way this is going to work is either the nonprofits, which I'm a fan, you know, I, I promote the land trust because I, I have know. to, and I happen to believe in it, is a great model to go ahead and do this. But the city is going to have to give substantial discounts in their in their uh, taxes for this to work, right? It's just going to have to do it. Otherwise, I'm living in Belmont. I'm going to do, I'm going to build an ADU in the backyard because, you know, that's a great place for my mother and father to come right. in, you know, that kind of thing. And if they're not using it, you know, look up on Airbnb on how much an Airbnb cost in Belmont. Right. 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 So that's what I'll do. I'll just Airbnb it out, make a little bit of money off of it. I've got it there because I can afford to do it um, for an inevitable thing, multi-generational living in it, or my wife kicks me out, which is probably more than no. the case. Uh, no, that's the best. But you're at 1132, and I know, and I got an 11.45 call. I, I, don't, I hate taking advantage of that time, no time problem. slot. No problem. Um, Judah Wickhauer is our director. Uh, Keith Smith is our star. Also, I might have to use the... I think you, ha- you didn't hit the head beforehand. Uh, Real didn't. Talk with Keith Smith, archived online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Real Talk. With Keith Smith, we grew by one com. house, by the way, since we came in here. One. So we must have had some sort Whoa. of in, some sort of impact on conversation. Your one more house there. came on the market. Um, the I Love Seville show is up in 58 minutes, and we have winemaker, Ooh. wine enthusiast, and wine ambassador Stephen Bernard on the program to talk about the Monticello Wine Trail, earning the distinction of the top wine isn't, region isn't cool? in the world. So, so, so the top ambassador, it, it, of, not I won't say top. One of the top ambassadors of the region will join us live in studio at 12.30 p.m. And why is everybody moving here? I know. The population's going to grow, right? Uh-huh. One of the many reasons. Yeah, I've never professed to be smart, but duh. <laughs> well, wait. It's going to be significant. Yeah. Keith, Judah, Jerry, I love Sebo show in 57 minutes. So long, everybody. Have a good, have a good noon show. Very, very well done. All right.